Welcome to the Law Firm Accounting and Tax Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to law firm owners. You will be on your way to growing your practice and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Mike Jezoshek, and today we're going to be in our second post about our Starting a Business series. And really, this series stemmed from a conversation I had a bit ago with a brand new business owner that was simply completely lost. I had no idea where to start. And so this got me thinking of maybe we should do a series, kind of what are some things we need to think about as we're just starting a business, especially for those business owners that maybe have never been in a business before, have been a W-2 employee, something like that. And so we talked about it in our free Facebook group and with overwhelming support, people are like, yes, let's do that series. So yes, last week we did an introduction to this starting a business series. And this week we're just going to expand on that. And today's topic is, should I stay a sole proprietor or organize as an LLC or corporation? And as part of that, we have invited our preferred attorney, Andrew M. Ayers onto the podcast. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to Andrew as he's going to be a regular uh, guest on the podcast when we talk about some of this higher end legal type stuff. And as we always kind of talk about on the podcast is there's really two duties when we're talking about a business. You have an accountant and then you have a lawyer. And there's a lot of things, especially when we talk about organizing a company, that I always recommend people talk to a lawyer because I can tell you on the tax side, what I would recommend for your business. But when it comes to that legal side, I obviously can't talk about that point. And so that's why I thought this would be a great time to bring Andrew onto the podcast. So Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So again, today's topic is, should I stay a sole proprietor or organize some type of LLC or corporation or, or entity at the, at the state level? So Andrew, I'm going to kind of open up the, the, the floor to you now to kind of start talking about, you know, this dilemma that we see so many business owners come through. I think this is probably not the number one question whenever a business owner comes to us is, how do I even like start a business? Do I have to organize something? Do I just, what do I have to do? And so I think this is a great topic to kind of begin that discussion. Sure. And you know, the same thing happens to me in my practice. I'm a small business attorney. Um, and a lot of times people will come to me with that exact same question as I'm starting a business. What do I need to do next? And, you know, the interesting thing is a lot of times they've already done the hard stuff. Um, maybe they're selling artwork on the side. Maybe they started a website. Maybe they're doing a photo business. And what they often don't realize is they're really operating the sole proprietorship. So they've started working. They've got, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's taking over their life, um, they're selling something. And they know they've got a business there. They've got the kernel of the idea. And they come to me, just like you said, saying, do I need to file something? Mm -hmm. And I often say, you don't necessarily have to file something. You have a sole proprietorship. Um, and accountants who I work with will tell them that you know, there's definitely one way to set it up as a sole proprietorship, and that essentially will run your business through the, the personal tax side of things. Um, but if you incorporate your business, the accountant will often send them to me and say, you should talk to Andrew about whether or not it's going to make legal sense to actually set up a business. Um, so when you're looking at that sole proprietorship, uh, there's, you know, when I'm looking at the two types, you always look at what the advantages and the disadvantages may be. So the first biggest advantage to a sole proprietorship is going to be that there's no paperwork when you get started. You can create a website, you can launch a web store, you can 
set up credit card processing, whatever you want to do, you can get everything set up without having to really file anything. Uh, sole proprietors don't often have annual filings with the state either. There's no annual report. There's no corporate minutes. There's no resolutions. You're just able to operate your business in probably the most pure fashion. There's not a state there telling you what to do um, and when to file things. Um, and then, you know, and you know, Mike can tell you better about this than the question is your profits and any income are going to actually come onto your tax return, um, which if you've been doing your taxes on like TurboTax back in the day and you think it's an easy thing to do, starting a business is probably that step. You, are, you need to call Mike. You need to call a real accountant and figure out what those next steps are because you probably shouldn't be using something like TurboTax if you're running a business. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's the thing with uh, with a sole proprietorship is is people think, well, I need to file a business tax return. I need to do this, and and technically, you're not filing a business tax return. And I just say technically because it's not a separate form. It's not anything like that. When you're a sole proprietorship, you simply file a Schedule C, and a Schedule C is just part of a form on your personal tax return. So as Andrew kind of mentioned, with a schedule or when you're a sole proprietorship, one of the advantages is, is you don't have that separate business tax return. So you're not paying filing costs to file a separate business tax return, which definitely brings some tax savings. Now, you will probably likely, even if you're on TurboTax or using an accountant, your, your cost to prepare your personal tax return will likely go up as you have that business income, but it's going to be much less than if we're filing a completely separate business tax return. Yeah. And, you know, for my personal life, I remember years ago when I started out um, as an attorney, I was working for somebody else and I used to file my own personal taxes. And then that first year of having a law firm, I had incorporated. And the smartest thing I did was call an accountant. Um, because it made my life so much easier at the you know January, February of each year, just forwarding on all the documents uh, to him and he can get it taken care of. And it's, you know, it's one big weight off your shoulder. And if you're running a business, um, you know, that tax component can be a lot bigger of a burden than you think it is if you've never done this before. Yeah. And, and just to kind of combo that is, you know, the cool thing about running a business, and this is really what our podcast is all about, is kind of bringing these ideas of tax saving strategies to your to your table. And when you're a business owner, the ability to save on taxes, that door opens up so much more. There's so much more opportunity to implement tax strategies that are going to lower your tax liability, lower the taxes that you have to pay. And so whether, you know, we, I always tell people, you know, people are saying, what can we do to save taxes? And I say, are you a business owner? That's the first piece. Start a hobby business, start a rental property, do something. That's where you're going to start to open that door for tax saving potentials. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're a high net worth or a high earner, W-2 income earner, there's some tax planning strategies available there too. But for kind of the middle class, there's not a ton you can do on the personal side without a business. Now, we can open HSAs and max out retirements and do things like that, but that business is a huge advantage that opens up the door to tax savings. And that's really kind of where this podcast was born from, is, is our goal is to bring those strategies to the table and help people understand that taxes isn't just about filing a tax return and paying taxes. Tax planning is such a key part in that tax. When we talk about taxes, it's such a key part to think about, and that's kind of the awareness that we're trying to bring. Right. And, you know, and I don't want everyone out there to think that you should just start a sole proprietorship and that's just the only way to go because there are going to be disadvantages to it as well. Um, you know, being a lawyer, one of the first things that my clients want is to make sure they're protected in case they're sued. So if you're running a sole proprietorship, uh, there is no liability protection. So if something happens with your business 
uh, and you get sued, it's your personal assets on the line. And hopefully you have an umbrella policy on your house or some other insurance policy, which, you know, Mike has talked about the importance of a lawyer and an accountant. Um, you know, another professional I think is very important is a very good insurance broker. Um, whether you start a business or not, you want to make sure you have the right level of insurance um, because in case something happens, you don't want to find yourself underinsured. Um, another disadvantage of a sole proprietorship is that it can be harder to get outside financing. So if you need uh, a line of business credit, if you need some kind of money to help uh, push things along with your business when you're getting started, a lot of lenders will prefer an incorporated business over someone who's just running it as a sole proprietorship. Um, and Mike can probably talk more to the experience his clients had with the PPP loans recently, but I know that if you had a set, an incorporated business, it was a much easier process to try to get a PPP loan than if you were trying to do it as a sole proprietor. Um, so, you know, those are kind of the legal ones. I know there's definitely tax disadvantages uh, that Mike can talk about as far as having a sole proprietorship. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's kind of one main reason that we tend to steer people away from a sole proprietorship is once their business gets to a certain point that the tax disadvantages will start to, to hit them. And when we talk about tax disadvantages, it's basically getting an understanding of kind of how the tax system works with, um, with sole proprietorships. So last episode, we talked about how is your business taxed? Um, and basically, it's on the profit of your business. So you take your sales minus your, minus your expenses profits left over. And you're taxed first on just your normal income tax rate. So whatever your total income is, whatever that normal income tax rate, your profit of your business gets taxed on that. If you're operating as a sole proprietorship, you also get self-employment tax, which is 15.3%. So you'll get your normal income tax rate, tax, your profit will be taxed at your normal income tax rate, plus self-employment tax. And so that's why typically we say, okay, once we get to a certain point in our business, we might want to look at a different type of entity structure just to see if we can help minimize or, or lower that self-employment tax hit. And last year, we actually did a full series on something called an S-corporation, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but if you want to kind of understand what this self-employment tax is, kind of what what does it amount to? When does it make sense to do something different? Uh, be, I'll put a link in the show notes of a whole series that we did last summer on, on something called an S-corporation. And it kind of touches on this self-employment tax issue. Um, but yeah, if you're just starting out at a business, and this is kind of where on the accounting side where we come in and say, hey, if you're just starting out kind of a hobby business or you have this, this idea, but you're not really sure if it's going to take off or what it's going to do, you know, a sole proprietorship, at least from the tax standpoint, might be totally fine because you're probably not going to have a ton of income right away. Um, you, that's something that we can talk about. But as your business grows, as you look to, you know, you start your business out and you're like, okay, now I got a great idea. Now you might, from a tax standpoint, want to look at, at switching up. And likely that typically coincides with, from a legal standpoint as well, saying, okay, now we have a real business. We're starting to generate income. We also are bringing on more potential liability because we have more customers coming through the door and everything else. And that's where we talk about kind of what is that next step? If sole proprietor is not right for me, what is kind of that next step? Yeah, and I don't want people to think that incorporating your business is some huge hurdle and something to be scared of, that the sole proprietorship is just so easy. I mean, the fact is incorporating your business is a relatively straightforward process. And I know that um, in the future, we'll probably have other episodes going more into the nuts and bolts about to do it because we could you know, sit here and talk for an hour about all the nuts and bolts of how you set up a business. Um, but a lot of my clients, you know, as, as you say, will get to that point where it makes sense that it's time to incorporate the business. And one of the primary factors 
differentiating is the, is the liability protection. So if you're running a business, especially if you have a retail location, um, you know, people are coming in and out of your shop and, you know, unfortunately someone slips and gets hurt in your shop. That's a situation where you definitely want to make sure you have that liability protection that will come with incorporating your business. You don't want your personal assets on the line if somebody sues you. Uh, equally, if you're dealing with a lot of vendors and you have inventory that you're paying for um, and you're not able to make those payments, you want that liability protection so that those vendors are suing your company and not you individually. Um, especially if you think you've got this great business and you take on a ton of inventory, let's say you lay out about half a million dollars, now you can't pay, you know, the first asset they're going to come after is going to be your house. Um, and, you know, if you don't have that liability protection, you know, your wife's not going to be happy or your husband's not going to be happy to find out that you've been personally sued. Yeah. Um, it's also much easier for you to get the outside financing. Um, so a lot of times if you're going to take on investors, whether it's family members, friends, or, you know, banks can give you a loan. They want to see that you're incorporated and that you have your documents in line. You know, you can't just go, hey, I'm running this business. I'd like, uh, you know, give me $50,000. They're going to want to see that you've got a proper business set up with all the protections um, and, and everything that's in those formation and your operating agreements. And then as tax, and as Mike um, referenced before, you have the tax election options that'll be available, like an S-Corp and a C-Corp. And, uh, you know, Mike's telling you guys that he's got a whole series on, a whole podcast series on S-Corp elections. That's exactly why I send all of my clients to an accountant as we're getting this process started, because I'm not a tax professional, but I know someone like Mike can explain that uh, to them. And then they come back to me and say, hey, I talked to Mike, I'm doing an S-Corp or I'm doing a C-Corp. Versus the people you hear from would just come into your office and say, I'm immediately going to form an LLC and you can't talk me out of it. And the first thing I say is, well, have you talked to an accountant? Because we want to make sure that the LLC or the corporation is going to be the right structure for you and what you're looking to do for your business. And, you know, Mike will talk more about kind of what those tax election options are. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just, just to go back to your financing piece, I, I, I find it amazing sometimes when we have clients that are going for a loan for whatever it might be, a vehicle in their business, a building, whatever it might be, um, how, how the banks kind of uh, interact with a sole proprietorship versus an incorporated company. Um, they immediately, if they see a sole prop, they start to get a little nervous. They, they start to ask for more documentation. And I, I think the idea of this incorporation just helps legitimize your business a little bit in the bank size. Not necessarily saying that that's that should be the case or not, but that's just what we often see at the bank side. Um, and then you're exactly right. When we talk about incorporating your business, there's multiple options. We could be talking about an LLC. We could be talking about a corporation. Uh, but one of the things that we look at when we get to that point is for more often than not, we're going to recommend an S corporation once your business is starting to profit a certain amount. Now, there's some caveats to that. If you're in a state that doesn't really um, play well with S corporations or, or, or you have a, a weird business structure or you have some foreign investors or things like that, we might not look at an S corporation. But the reason that we'd look at an S corporation is that it helps minimize your self-employment tax. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes with the whole series that we did on that. But in order to have an S corporation, you need to have an LLC or a corporation or some entity structure set up. So we can't have a sole proprietorship that's operating as an S corporation. And that's really when we talk to businesses, we try to understand where are you at in your business? Is your business, are you, are you already making money? You're profitable, everything else? You know, we might want to jump start and get that company incorporated because we know then that we can make that S-Corp election whenever it makes sense in that business. Um, for those just starting out, we might say, hey, S-Corp's pretty far down the road. You know, it might not be necessary to do that right away. 
typically when we say, when does S-Corp make sense? And so when does it make sense to really kind of look back at that series that we did? We normally say when you're profiting, say $40,000, $50,000 or more per year, and that's at the profit level, that's when it makes sense to start digging into, does an S-Corp make sense? Now, it's important to note that an S-corporation is not an entity structure. So it's just an election to be taxed as an S-corporation. You would have to be an LLC. You'd have to be a corporation or a professional corporation in order to start that S-corp election. So we set up the entity at the state, and then we elect to be taxed as an S-corporation, simply a, a tax election. Yeah, that, and that's actually one of the biggest uh, flags for me when I meet with someone new that I know they need to speak to an accountant because they come to me and say, I want to set up an S-Corp. I said, okay, well, what kind of an S-Corp? Well, an S-Corp. I heard about it on a podcast. I'm setting up an S-Corp. <laughs> okay, well, but what, what kind? Are we doing an LLC or doing a corporation? So, you know, I think Mike's definitely right on that one. This shows you the importance of um, having an accountant to talk to because if you just see something on the web that says you need an S-Corp, why do you need an escort? Are you at that point where it makes sense? Or did you just, you know, see it on a blog somewhere and you need to have an escort? And, you know, the, and they always say, I want a LLC. Okay, well, what's the reason for an LLC? And that's kind of where we have to dig into because there are disadvantages to incorporating your business as well. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, first of all, you're going to have to look at the paperwork that you need to file to get started. So you'll need to figure out what state you're going to file with and what paperwork that state's going to require. Um, and once you are filed and incorporated in the state, there's going to be annual filings that have to be done. Um, and hopefully your attorney or your accountant is reminding you once a year that, hey, now's the time when we have to do our filings. Um, and when it comes to the tax side of things that Michael know better than me, but you, you may have business taxes. Um, you know, I'm familiar with them because my business is incorporated and then registered in other states to do business. And Every, you know, when taxes come around every year, my accountant sending me a note saying, okay, time to pay taxes in New York. It's in New Jersey. It's in Connecticut because you made too much money in Connecticut. We got Minnesota taxes. So you end up with all these business filings and possible business taxes, depending upon uh, where your business may be operating. And then also, as Mike talked about earlier, your tax return gets a little bit more complicated. Um, it's very easy when it's just you and a single person in your 20s at your W-2 job, but now you're running businesses, maybe you have a family, you have child care credits you need to take account for. So bringing in that accountant, especially when the business gets rolling, is probably one of the best decisions you can make. Yeah. And, and that's a good point is that a lot of people get uh, confused as we kind of talked about the sole proprietorship. Do I file a separate business tax return? As a sole proprietorship, technically you don't. You file a Schedule C, which could be a business tax return, but it's just included as a, a schedule on your personal return. Um, but when we look at an LLC or a corporation even, an LLC, just a single member LLC with no partners and no S-Corp election, is filed the same way. You, you file that on your personal tax return as a Schedule C. When we go to an S-Corporation or we go to a C-Corporation and we start to bring in partners, now we're talking about a completely separate tax return, which is obviously going to be some added costs. So you're going to have a tax return that's separate from you. You're going to pay for the prep and filing of that. Then you're going to have your personal tax return, which oftentimes that, that business tax return will flow into your personal tax return, depending on how you're organized. Um, and so just it makes that tax side a little bit more complicated. Now, I always tell clients that's nothing to be worried about either. Um with all of our kind of packages that we work with clients on, the business tax returns included in our filing. We're assuming that you're going to have a business tax return as well as your personal. And so we include that with the filing. So that's that's one thing to remember. And 
one thing that Andrew's talking about is this kind of this idea of having an accountant and a lawyer, especially in this stage of your business, that you're talking to both of them when you're deciding, how do I incorporate my business or do I incorporate my business? And I think that that's always key. And I always recommend to get both of them on the same line. So get your lawyer on the line, get you on the line, get your accountant on the line, because there's a, there's a lot of confusion in this area. You might talk to a lawyer that says, we should do a C corporation for you know, X, Y, and Z purposes. Then you have a, an accountant that says, let's do an LLC for X, Y, and Z purposes for tax side. And they're looking at two different things. A lawyer is going to look at the liability and, and kind of the organizational structure. Accountant's going to be looking at the tax side and things like that. And so I always say, get those two people on a phone call together in the same room, whatever it is, so that they can kind of talk about your specific situation and what makes sense and not tell you, one thing and the other tell you another thing. And now you're stuck kind of making that decision on what do I do? Let your accountant and lawyer make that decision for you. You're the one that's paying them. You're the one that that's kind of uh, providing or asking for that service from them. So I always say, get those two on the line, let them talk about your specific situation and come to an agreement on what type of entity structures going to make sense for you. And so as part of this kind of sole proprietorship or incorporating your business, it's important to know those advantages and disadvantages. And we put an article up on, on our blog as well as Andrew's blog about kind of going through what we're talking about on this podcast. Um, and so I think that it's, it's, it's important to know those, you know, decide in that decision, especially at the beginning of your business. Where, what type of business are you have? Where do you kind of project this thing to go? Is this just an initial idea? And, and it has no background. You're, you're like, as we talked about last episode, you have this idea of you want to create this golf tool and make a million dollars. That's a pretty broad, very, very beginning stages. You don't even have the golf tool. You don't know what the tool's going to do. You don't have any kind of prototype of the tool. So in a case like that, we might not want to go through all these hopes and do this until we say, hey, we've now built our prototype. We have the tool. There's some interest for it. Now we might want to start digging into that incorporating or, or sole proprietorship. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about more of the nuts and bolts. So how do I uh, cr- or, or organize or how do I incorporate, uh, set up an LLC or a corporation? But before we kind of get to that and, and just kind of finalize this, this setup, Andrew, I would like to kind of go through an example of a business that you would, that a business owner comes to you and you say, yeah. A sole proprietorship is, is kind of where you should be. Just kind of a, a rough idea of saying, you know, client comes to us, here's their setup, and we're saying, yeah, here's what a sole proprietorship would be a good setup for you. And when maybe that stage is, is set to where you're saying, let's maybe talk about an LLC. Let's maybe talk about a corporation or incorporating your business. Sure. And actually, I had a good example uh, about a week or two ago, a friend of mine from high school, so I haven't talked to her in 20 some odd years, reaches out to me on Facebook and says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I've been doing my artwork. I've been doing it for years. I've been doing it all along and I do these paintings and, you know, my friends and others are starting to reach out and say, can I buy some paintings off of you? They look great. So she had then researched online and came to me and said, I think I need to set up an LLC for my artwork company. And I said, well, how many have you really sold? She said, well, I, you know, I've, I've sold three, two people paid for them. And one I gave to a friend because he had helped me out with some babysitting. And tell them, okay, well, so, well you're, you're probably not at that stage yet where you need to actually set up the LLC. So, you know, we've kind of given her a checklist, get ready to go as far as, you know, operating a sole proprietorship for now. Um, but I said, you know, when you, the other thing is, she said, well, my inventory is kind of low. I only have about two other pieces that are for sale. I said, okay, well, we're probably not there yet where if you have two things for sale, you probably don't need that LLC. Mm-hmm. But as you 
create more artwork, or let's say we're going to start selling digital prints on Etsy, or you know we're going to start selling a lot more, then let's come back and revisit this conversation. So we're going to revisit it in, I believe we said November. That's when her birthday is. I said, let's see how you're doing at your birthday and see whether or not we're now ready to take that next step and move on to a formal incorporation. Um, now, artwork is interesting because there's intellectual property and copyright issues that go with it as well. I said, you know, for now, we're good. You obviously own your copyrights, but down the road, you know, if there's a reason, we may want to set up your own gallery or set up your own business so, you know, if you want to go into retail space. So um, I think part of this also came from with the pandemic over the last year. She's been working from home, so she had a lot more time and access to create her artwork. And so you know, if you create a bunch of it and you want to create a retail space, then we're looking at, all right, now it's time to do an LLC. But, you know, for now, it's really stayed more as kind of a side hustle and a hobby. Um, so for those kind of business owners, I like to check in every three to six months and just say, you know, where are you? Um, you definitely, you can almost do it like at the end of every quarter, um, you know, for the tax purposes, you're not there yet, but every three months or so see kind of where you are. And, you know, if there's going to be an advantage that LLC, you know, make sure we get it set up in December so you can get the tax year benefit for the prior year. You know, the worst thing you want to do is set up on January 2nd of the following year and realize that you lost all those tax benefits that uh, Mike just talked about when you could have just filed on December 30th and taken advantage of them for your prior tax year. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. And another thing that I would recommend too, is that if you have a significant change, so let's say you talk to an attorney and they say, let's stay a sole proprietorship for a little bit, but you have a significant change. All of a sudden now you get an order, someone wants to order 10, hundred pieces of artwork that you got to deliver over the next three months. Now we might say, okay, we had that conversation set up for November. Let's bump it up till today because we have a potential large order coming through. We might want to start talk about uh, getting an LLC or a corporation set up prior to that order coming through. So uh, as your business is growing, always keep that in the back of your mind that, hey, if, if there's a significant change, we might want to bump up that meeting that we had scheduled. So kind of what we talked about today is sole prop. Some of the advantages to it is no paperwork to get started, no annual filings with the state, and uh, kind of all the profit and losses on your personal tax return makes it a little bit relatively uh, easier compared to filing a business tax return. Some of the disadvantages though of a sole prop is no liability protection. It's harder to get some outside financing, harder to get business credit. And obviously we talked about those tax disadvantages with the self-employment tax hit that you get being a sole proprietorship. But then when we talk about incorporating your business, obviously advantages, big advantage to that one is liability protection. Uh, it's also easier to get outside uh, financing for your business. You look a little bit more legit from the bank size oftentimes. Um, and then there's tax election. There's there's tax saving potentials with an S corporation maybe in there as well. But then with, with incorporating comes some disadvantages as well. You have a bunch of paperwork that you need to get started, although it's not as bad as it may seem. Um, you have annual filings with your state, so there's going to be an annual fee there to operate that business. Um, you may be subject to some state business taxes, and of course, um, your tax returns may get a little bit more complicated depending on how you do that setup. So this was, uh, I think, an awesome episode, Andrew, to kind of get that initial idea about should I stay a sole prop? Should I go to an LLC or corporation? And I think it will really help those business owners that are just getting started to see kind of where are they at on that spectrum. And so I want to say if you are looking to set up a company, um, first off, next episode, we're going to talk about how do you set up an LLC or corporation. Uh, but if you're in that stage right now today where you're like, I need to have a conversation with a lawyer, um, Andrew's going to be a great resource for you. Like I said, he's kind of our preferred 
preferred attorney on our podcast. He's going to be coming on for a lot of future episodes as well. And we're talking about this mix where the accounting and the tax piece mixes with some type of legal side and kind of what, what needs to be done there on the legal side. So um, Andrew, if you just want to kind of give out your website and, and your contact information, just so if anyone does want to reach out to you, they know how to, and I will also be putting this in the show notes in case you want to contact Andrew directly. Sure. So the website is andrewamazonmotherairs.com, and it's just as easy. You can find me on any social under Airs Law, A-Y-E-R-S-L-A-W, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then there's a link in there that can take you to a variety of resources. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, one that you may want to look at is called The Business Lifecycle. It's on my website, and it should be on the social page as well. It's called It's a Journey Through Your Business, and we'll go through kind of what we talked about today, getting things started, and then... Once you're set up, it also talks about kind of those requirements you're going to have after you set up your business. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, Andrew, for coming on. And thank you, listeners, for joining another episode. And we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Law Firm Accounting and Tax Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other law firm owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.